tuning in to the ACOM Smart City Podcast, your trusted source for topics in security, risk mitigation, infrastructure, and environmental solutions, where your community has a voice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the ACOM Smart City Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Arnold. Uh, today, we're joined by Mr. Larry Tittle with uh, Clear World USA. Larry, how you doing? Uh, doing great. How about yourself, Mike? Good. Real good. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to bring Larry in. Uh, he's one of our partners over at Clear World, uh, helping us integrate our acoustic threat detection into their smart poles and, and their different technologies that they're bringing to market. Uh, Larry, can you start off? Just tell us a, a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and how you got into this. Sure, certainly. So uh, I grew up in family businesses. Uh, my parents owned several family businesses from manufacturing, distribution, uh, retail, uh, things of that nature. So, you know, I'd got uh, firsthand knowledge of, of the inner workings of business and, and every aspect of business. Uh, subsequently, as I, I got a bit older into my 20s, I, I liked uh, commercial real estate, uh, did some commercial sales, uh, leasing, um, and then got into home building, uh, custom home building, um, and then subdivisions. Um, so residential homes where I could actually create um, a lot of different uh, versions of plans and then uh, make it unique and make it one of a kind uh, that the customers could then enjoy. Um, that's really, uh, in a nutshell, specific to my background. Cool. Well, how, how'd you get into Clear World and, and Smart City Poles? I would say uh, it was about, I would say about 10 years ago. Uh, we've been in business nine and a half years now. But about 10 years ago, did some homework, did some research. Uh, you may remember the Beijing opening games in 2004, and uh, it was all about LED lights. And so, you know, I took a trip uh, to China uh, early on and looking for a business and some technologies and things that I could uh, invest in and create. And so um, what I noticed is at that time, um, Everything was built out 2011. Everything was built out, uh, windmills, uh, little solar panels on the lights, as well as LED lighting everywhere. And so I, I felt that uh, infrastructure and uh, sustainability and renewables generally um, at some point would uh, become larger and larger. And so in coming back to the U.S., did some market research and learned that um, at the time, not even LED lighting was was uh, very prolific here in the states. So, you know, I actually did my homework, um, and naturally, technology and the demand of technologies um, have to intersect. So, not only does the demand of the technologies and the market growth intersect at some point, um, that's just the the tip of it. So, you know, I was able to create and design and patent an aesthetically pleasing solar LED retrofit. Okay. Now, are these um, these solar LED poles, you can put them anywhere. They don't need cabling or power or communications. You can basically put them in the middle of the desert if you wanted to, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unique advantages that this technology lends itself to. But, um, you know, they actually can be retrofitted onto any diameter, any size, any pole, really. So whether it's straight, tapered, square, round, it really doesn't matter. Um, half of our business uh, is comprised of new installs where no infrastructure is, is required, no cabling, conduit, uh, meters, none of that. Um, it's really, it's just a standalone pole 
that you stick in the ground and it provides light. But yet, you from day one, you have no electric bill for the next 25, 30 years, the life of the product. That's awesome. So, so how do you, you know, with your trip over to China, is China ahead of the U.S. as far as smart technologies? Are we kind of neck and neck or where, where do we stand and, and where do you see the market going with, with smart technologies and, and renewable resources for energy on a smaller scale like these poles? Yeah, you know, it's, what's interesting about it is obviously you can learn a lot from a lot of many different people but also countries. And so as you travel around the world, uh, you, you come to find that there's gaps in the market and, and market demand and who um, is ahead of the curve and, and, and how these countries uh, need to catch up. And so there's many, many areas um, within the states, uh, technology-wise, that we are ahead of the curve. But there's also areas that you know, continue to need to be expanded upon, right? So, you know, specific to this technology, you know, LED lighting generally was at five years ago was at 1% saturation in the U.S. And since that time, you know, it's well over 30% and continuing to grow. Naturally, with the, um, you know, LED lighting retrofits that are taking place everywhere, the next thing naturally in the industry as it's changing in front of our eyes um, then becomes battery storage and then solar production. So, you know, this technology is a combination of an energy efficiency offering along with sustainability resiliency in providing, uh, you know, the battery storage and solar. And so as natural disasters, climate change, and all of the things that come along with that continue to uh, occur, you know, people are starting now to recognize and plan in advance uh, prior to these events uh, actually occurring. So how did your smart poles improve over the years? What was your first smart pole design? Was it just an LED light or did it include solar? And, and, and over your nine and a half years, you know, where did you start to where you're at today? So when I initially started the company, um, we weren't there. Um, so it, it, it sometimes, you know, it is a waiting game um, as your market builds and your position in your company and your technology to really capture that value as that industry is growing. So the evolution of this industry has started with an LED light, and then it has then gone over to uh, battery storage and solar. And then the next evolution that is occurring now is, is actually smart applications, which, you know, we'll talk more about. So rolling into the smart poles and the smart city applications, you know, what are some of the technologies that you want to integrate um, and that you can integrate now and that you see in the future for these smart poles? ClearWorld's solution is foundationally a power source, a hub to run lots of different devices and networks. There is a, an industry that is in its infancy stage uh, called the Internet of Things, IoT, where everything soon will be connected. And so as your networks continue to grow, communication and other smart applications and technologies become more prevalent, everybody has to have redundant, resilient power. Today, you can do without lights for two or three hours, but tomorrow, as a city or let's just use city or military base or, or what have you, as they continue to build upon those networks and communication becomes more critical as uh, pedestrians are connected to vehicles and vehicles to homes and homes to infrastructure, 
look at it as the the roadways um, become the blood veins um, in a body, and and it, and it flows right. So everything soon will be interconnected. Everything will be talking and communicating real time um, to give you a visibility and to make uh, accurate and more decisive uh, decisions at a moment's notice. How far away do you think we are from, from that direct communication between everything? Is that your 5G installation or is it past that? So, you know, 5G generally over the next 10 years, um, you know, there's different uh, networks that are being built, lower band, mid band and higher band, which spread out and cost. The economics are different at different levels you know, based on penetration and, and things of that nature and just general cost. And so uh, imagine where you have cell towers and those cell towers have radiuses of coverage. And then um, outside of that radius of the coverage, um, every 300 feet, you have to put a, a small cell um, or a smart pole, right? Every 300 feet. So over the next 10 years, they're going to be deploying industry-wide, 250,000 to 300,000 small cells due to densification and 5G. So it's much shorter range, faster uh, upspeed downloads. I mean, everybody now these days are starting to uh, stream videos and data uh, more frequently. And so my view is uh, cities become safer, smarter, more efficient, and, and really, that's the path forward that we're now focusing on. Do you see people still having direct internet in their, their homes? Or do you think that the smart poles will kind of help that infrastructure also? Will people rely on the smart poles as their internet source or still keep it in their homes? Yeah. So there'll always be uh, internet in your home and access. There's a lot of really cool technologies that are coming out. And, you know, we can talk to society in general. Um, and the benefits of that and how it helps citizens to provide internet access to everyone. But, you know, just like uh, I believe it's Starlink, um, where you can take satellites and beam down a satellite transmission to an antenna that is powered by solar and batteries that can then shoot out to areas that are rural in nature um, to provide internet access to everyone there's a lot of benefits. And so whether it's providing light, providing power, or providing communication, these essentials make people's lives um, better quality of life overall. With the smart poles, what kind of technologies, um, sensors, I I know I've I've heard you talk about in the past, weather sensors, uh, charging stations, gunshot detection, license plate readers. What, what kind of sensors and technology are you, you thinking these future smart poles will have in it? Just like where we started with LED lighting and then naturally, you know, redundant power sources for smart applications. I see the market uh, a need particularly for safety, public safety, which is number one. And we can talk um, why that is number one and why that is so important. But we also do have, as climate change and pollution and wildfires and tornadoes and hurricanes occur, real-time uh, weather reporting and environmental, uh, whether it's uh, you know earthquakes or whether it's uh, flood sensors. Environmental uh, sensors are very important um, as part of the package. Also, cameras will play and have played a large role 
and that will continue to increase. USB charging ports, 911 call buttons, uh, gunshot detection is, is becomes very, very critical in higher crime areas. So, you know, that's really, you know, where our focus is, including Wi-Fi, you know, the communication aspects of the product itself. Well, talking about public safety, you, know, you said that's, that's one of the most important ones. I know you mentioned gunshot detection. There's some other acoustic threats out there, you know, glass breaking, uh, explosions. Where, where do you see the cameras and the threat sensors going in the future? Or is that, are you making that a main point of your smart safety poles or, or where do you see those applications going? You know, that's to me is the most important question of all questions today that have been posed to me. And with all of the challenges that we have today as a society, whether you are on the uh, on citizen side or you're on the police side, there has to be accountability generally, right? And so, yes, there's uh, cameras, uh, phone cameras that are being used to record incidents, but more importantly, it is very critical based on some of the things that I personally have seen in videos that are happening in our streets today, whether it's gangs um, on one person, whether it's vehicles, whether it's all of these things that are not good, that are bad for society. I believe that these incidents and everybody that commit these type incidents should be held accountable. Everybody should live free and safe and with that, the gunshot detection and having a PTC camera um, that when the gunshot goes off, it's not sending a signal to a police officer in a vehicle, you know, three to five minutes away. But this is a real time effort that when that gunshot goes off, that PTC camera will pan, tilt and zoom and record real time those incidents. Imagine a world where you have drones that uh, hover above and record video, whether it's incidents that are happening with police real time or incidents that are happening with citizens to really get the true depiction of what's really going on, right? So by having these type of technologies, it, for the most part, keeps people honest. And so some people say, well, it's an invasion of my privacy. Well, maybe it is. But I know for myself and my family, I would rather live in a safe place. And I would like to go out into the streets and enjoy quality of life and not worry about what may happen to myself or my family. So I'm willing to give up that privacy to a degree, especially when you're doing all of the right things, right? So that's why we are doing the things that we're doing to include making a city more efficient. So if we as a company can go into these various cities and see what the challenges and the pain points are related to being an inefficient city, then you can make substantial improvements, whether it's capital improvements, uh, pedestrian counting, car counting. Um, there's just a lot of things that can be done to create a, a more sustainable, resilient, and safe community. And so that is what our mission is today. 
and will continue to be at Clear World. Thanks, Larry. Um, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Uh, you know, it, it, where these smart cities and smart poles are going is just not to help out safety only, but it's to have a smarter city, a smarter citizen, uh, know your surroundings, know your threats. Um, and, and just the more information you can get, you know, the better off we'll be um, in, in, for as a citizen and as a city and as a country. What, what are some of the big projects you got coming up with smart city poles um, and, and some applications you're, you're installing in the near future with some of these technologies? Well, you know, it's really interesting. We're involved in many uh, here in the States. And what's happening is um, it's, it's a different kind of model. So generally people, and I'll talk specific, not specific to projects, but to application uses where cities are, are looking to provide services. So there is a, a P3 partnerships that occur, uh, you know, and what that means is a city can, you know, provide lights. You know, that's one of the first things that cities start with is having additional lighting. Uh, Department of Justice saw a 35% decrease in crime by having the proper lighting uh, or the proper amount of light. So that's, that's a start. But, you know, the way it was is they would raise taxes on citizens uh, for services, whether it's fire and rescue, you know, policing, what, what have you, right? Um, we're going to just raise your taxes. Right? But that's, there's a new way. It's, and a lot of folks are referring to that as a digital transformation um, citywide. So what does a digital uh, transformation look like? It looks like having, say, a fiber ring around your city or multiple cities that within that fiber ring, you have ponds, they call them, uh, which is similar to like a little hut where it would then, you know, branch from there and have uh, fiber optics uh, cabling going to smart poles, providing smart applications where then, you know, a P3 partnership that would um, consist, say, of a funder, a project funder, uh, along with the partner being the city, would be able to provide high-speed internet access, let's call it one gigabit high-speed internet access, um, to businesses and consumers, right? So you're able to provide services, reoccurring revenue streams through services that would in turn attract new residents or new citizens to your city because it's a digital city, you know, a cutting edge city, an innovative city, right? So those are the type of initiatives that we're involved in. And we have found that several cities, particularly in the, you know, lower Virginia part of Virginia Beach, city of Hampton, Norfolk, Suffolk, those areas there, as part of their digital transformation, everyone is coming together, sharing information, uh, best practices. Uh, what are you doing? How can we do it together? And so, you know, those are the type of of opportunities and discussions that we like to be involved in and be at the forefront of. Well, just to kind of wrap it up, Larry, uh, I want to thank you again. Is there anything you want to add to what Clear World's offerings are? Or anything else you want to add about the technology before we wrap up the podcast? You know, everybody talks about the the cliche of let's make the world a better place. But I feel that with the technologies and the partnerships that we've established today and will continue to, we really are going to make a difference, a positive difference and, and leave a, a really good mark on society as a whole. And so I'm, I'm blessed and, and grateful 
to work with a lot of the folks that we do, that believe and are passionate like we are in doing this. We like working with you. We like working with um, all of the team members. And and yeah, we're going to continue to do our part for a resilient and sustainable future for all. Well, Larry, I appreciate it. And, and like you said, that admiration goes both ways. We're excited to work with Clear World, integrating uh, ACOM's ATD, acoustic threat detection, gunshot sensor into your smart safety poles. And we look forward to the partnership in the future. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That's a wrap on the uh, ACOM Smart City podcast. Uh, today, our guest was Mr. Larry Tittle with Clear World. Uh, you can reach out to Larry if you want more information on LED lighting or smart city poles at www.clearworld.us. Or you can email them at info at clearworld.us or find Larry on LinkedIn, uh, where he has a pretty big following for himself and Clear World. And uh, Larry is spelled L-A-R-R-Y and Tittle is T-I-T-T-L-E. Thank you, Larry. And uh, look forward to some other future podcasts with you and and the Clear World guys and uh, to get some more information out about your products and your company and our partnership with Aquim and Clear World. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the ACOM Smart City Podcast. To learn more, go to acomatd.com slash resources. Stay tuned and stay safe.